Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
What's happening, everybody? Welcome into ACC Tailgate. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wolverine Gold. Hope everybody is doing great on a Tuesday. As I get my camera situated here. Uh, hope everybody had a good weekend worth of some March Madness. Uh, it did not. Let's just let's just get right into it. It um, it didn't go too well for the ACC this year in the tournament. Let's just say that. Um, you know, you had Florida State and Syracuse holding their own here uh, for the ACC in the Sweet Sixteen. And uh, it didn't go particularly well. I'll be honest with you, I did not catch the Syracuse game. I was watching the Florida State-Michigan game. Um, uh, I was hoping FSU could pull it out. I mean, they just they were really behind for the whole way, pretty much. Uh, they struggled to make shots. They, just, they struggled to make threes. They struggled to rebound. Uh, and, you know, Michigan ran away with it pretty early on. Um, so, did not work out. So, again, did not work out very well for the ACC uh, this year in the tournament. But I'm going to venture off uh, of ACC and go into the SEC just for a brief moment. I don't think I've spent more than two minutes talking about SEC basketball this year. Um, but I will say, I did not see the UCLA upsetting Bama thing coming. I did not see that. Now, if you'll recall, on Thursday's episode, I did tell you that I thought Bama was kind of overrated. Not kind of. I thought they were very overrated. Came into the tournament as a two seed. Uh, they spent most of the season ranked uh, about number five. And and the thing was, we welcome in some new viewers. Hope you're all doing well on... Uh, on a Tuesday, I'm excited to have you guys in. You know, uh, th this is what my bracket looks like. That, that. Actually, I need that. Um, but that that's what my bracket, and I imagine most of your brackets look like. Uh, you know, I was talking about, you know, how I was kind of proud of the fact that, you know, uh, going into the Sweet 16... My bracket was about 53% accurate, which, given everything going on this year, a lot of the upsets that nobody saw coming, I was kind of proud of it. I wasn't upset at it. Now I'm sitting at, like, below 27%. So just dump it. Get rid of it. Control-delete. Get it over with. Gone. Uh, so, yeah. But no. I didn't see that UCLA upset coming. Now, you know, my prediction, which crashed and burned. Well, I mean, it wasn't com a complete crash and burn prediction. My prediction for Syracuse and FSU was that if the big thing in capital bold letters, if FSU could get past, past Michigan, which they did not, if Syracuse could get past Houston, they did not, I thought that both FSU and Syracuse would get into the Final Four because I thought FSU would be able to take out quite easily either UCLA or Bama, which they would have had to have faced UCLA. Uh, and then I thought Syracuse would be able to take out either Loyola, Chicago, or Oregon State. They would have ended up playing Oregon State pretty easily. I, I really thought the, the issue was going to be Michigan for FSU and Houston for Syracuse, and that proved to very much so. Uh, be the case. Uh, Spartan Barton, we welcome in here. He says, uh, throw the bracket in the trash and crack open a Corona. You ain't lying. And by the way, I'd be happy to crack open a Corona because that might be one of my favorite beers. Seriously. Uh, okay, so here we go again. We, we had a very nice show. I think Spartan Barton, I think you were here for that. We had a very nice show. Uh, going into Super Bowl weekend, where we basically spent the entire freak. We talked a little bit about Buccaneers, Chiefs, you know, not like it's important, the teams that are in it. We spent most of the day talking about wings and food we like for the Super Bowl, and it's making me hungry right now because I haven't had breakfast yet, uh, and beers that we like and different things like that. So I 
off topic here. You guys know I'm improv. I typically like a good, a good quality craft beer. I'm not you. I'm not one for like Bud Lights and Natty Lights, and I, I'm not for like. I'm not a big fan of like just the general beers like that. Like I like a good solid. I guess that's my bougie side. I don't know. I like a good solid craft beer on draft, preferably, but even if it's not. But I will say, of the general beers that you could get, Corona is probably my favorite, along with a Yingling or a Heineken and a Stella. And now I want one. Uh, let me stop before I do something I shouldn't. Um, Bulldogs1992, hey, bro, how's it going? Uh, yeah. Pleasure to have you back in. You actually were one of the new comments last week, and that was exciting. I always love new commenters because it gets me uh, familiar with you guys. You know, Spartan Borton has been here since really the beginning for the most part. Um, so Bulldogs1992, good to have you back in. Let's see here. Spartan Borton, chicken wings and beer for the Super Bowl. Stay away from the dip, though. He remembers the story. He remembers the story where I, my ass got um, played for a full. So we had some buffalo. We actually had some buffalo dip again this year. It was delicious. Uh, we had some buffalo dip. And long story short, I stepped away from my plate to take a phone call or went to the bathroom or something. And when I come back, uh, I had one chip on my plate and it had buffalo dip already in it which i should have thought at the time that was a little odd but i didn't because i was hungry and it was super bowl and i had stuffed my face so i eat the chip all at once worst experience i've ever had because it turned out that chip had as we welcome in several more viewers we're getting hot in here now uh turned out that chip had it did have buffalo dip in it but it mostly had uh insanity sauce in it if you ever had an, a Dave's Insanity sauce, just a little dab will do you. I had a whole chip full of it. And it came in, and then it was in, in here, on fire. My mouth was on fire. Like, I, heart racing, I'm salivating. Wasn't good. Let's just say that. And so, long story short, because of that experience, the moral of the story is my the I already like spicy stuff, but my tolerance for spicy food is like so strong now. Like me and my buddy, I actually have a video of it. Me and my buddy, last time I visited him, we did it was actually the buddy that pranked me that time. Uh, he actually admitted to it. He we actually did the hot sauce challenge where you put like all the different hot sauces of you know different intensities and it just goes up. We got all the way to ghost peppers. And you put like a couple dabs on a chip. I personally don't think we did enough dabs. The last couple snuck up on me pretty good at the end. But I really, nothing is ever going to compare to that Super Bowl experience. Nothing. So there's that rant for the day. But the point is, yes, this is how we got started on this rant. I will be throwing this damn thing away, my bracket. And I will be cracking open a Corona for you, Spartan Barton, because it is one of my favorites. So. There's that. Um, so back to Alabama. I was not expecting UCLA to pull that one off. Like, I just wasn't. I thought Alabama was going to get exposed in the Elite Eight, either whether that was against FSU or Michigan. But uh, I did not see UCLA being the ones to do it. And I guess that further proves – where I stood is that Alabama was very overrated because when you look at their schedule and, and this is where I was going to go with this very briefly, because this is actually going to be a pretty NFL heavy show, by the way, um, we're going to start to on Thursday, get into some NFL, more NFL draft stuff since it's starting to uh, heat up on that a little bit. And then we're going to start getting into more uh, college football because teams are practicing and it's starting to heat up again, guys, you know, ACC football is going to be here tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's going to be here in a, in a second. So and I'm, I cannot wait to start getting back into that. Um, but, I mean, when you look at Bama's schedule this year, they were ranked five for majority of the season. They were two in the tournament. 
But who the hell did they play? They didn't play they they didn't play a ranked team until they played number 10 at the time, Arkansas, like maybe about halfway, a little over halfway through the season. Uh, and again, I mean, it's not their fault. They didn't make the schedule. But it's like, where was some proof that your rent, you should be this high up? Like, where was it? I mean, they had some talent, not denying that. But it's like, and, and let's see here. Spartan Martin says that Bama loss was a huge surprise. The fact that it was against UCLA was a huge surprise. The loss itself and them getting upset wasn't a surprise to me, but the fact that it was in the Sweet 16 against UCLA and not in the Elite Eight, that I wasn't expecting that one. But it's just like they didn't play anybody notable. Like I think they played to number 10 Arkansas, and then they played a number three Tennessee team that they barely beat. It's just like – I. I think that might have been in the conference tournament against Tennessee. They barely beat uh, Tennessee. It's just like they, to me, they were very overrated. And I thought uh, very strongly that they would end up getting exposed. And sooner than I expected, they did. So, uh, yeah, this can, that can can go in the trash. Uh, Where do I want to go next? So let me reaffirm this, since not only is the NFL offseason really starting to heat up, but NBA free agency has started to heat up. And you guys know I like to cover everything, all sports on the year, not just ACC, not just college. Um, I'd like to reaffirm, because when I made this take, it was after, uh, I think it was after... I want to say it was after Harden went to the Nets. I don't know if it was even when Blake Griffin went to the Nets. But since then, the Nets have gotten Blake Griffin, and they've gotten now LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. I think it's more of a big name than anything else. It's something else to talk about. But the point is, the Nets are obviously uh, they are loaded. Loaded. The Lakers, obviously, they got Andre Drummond which is a big pickup for them. So assuming LeBron and AD come back healthy, which knowing how they roll and how meticulous they are about these type of things and how the the ultimate prize for them is not MVPs, it's not regular season titles, it's not the one seed even, it's the trophy at the end. Um, That's how it is. It is going to be, is undisputable now. Like I, I laugh at people that make these arguments for the Clippers just because they want the clip, they want to be right about the Clippers, even though that was over a year ago. Um, this Lakers-Nets finals that we're about to get this year with all of the stars that will be in it, all of the hype that is going to be in it, and I guess we'll see because since the finals start up in June, I think, is when it usually comes around, around June, give or take, we'll see what type of capacity we can get uh, as far as fans for the finals, and so... You know, because obviously that's going to start coming back up as we get further into the year and things gradually start getting back to normal and the vaccine gets more spread out. Like, you're going to see more and more fans coming back uh, to games. Like, I know here in North Carolina, we just passed, I think, that we can move it up to 50% capacity. I think, like, I think that was supposed to start like last week or this week. I don't know, something like that. We're moving. I mean, everybody's going to start moving up. And so, uh, how long will LeBron be out? I don't know. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I mean, hell they might just keep, I mean, considering the playoffs start, I believe in April, I want to say like mid to late April, they may keep him out the rest of the regular season to be completely honest with you. They may keep him, they may keep him and AD out for the rest of the regular season for all I know. Uh, but I don't know a hundred percent. I haven't done a lot of digging on that. But my take, and I'd like to double down and reaffirm that here now, uh, because it's just that ridiculous, everything that's going on. The Nets-Lakers finals that we were about to get, it's going to, I mean, again, it's going to be the first finals we get where it's not in a bubble. You know, there will be probably a good capacity, hopefully, of fans there. So that will build more hype. The Nets-Lakers finals this year will be the most hyped 
and it will deliver on the hype. It's not just going to be hype and then it's going to be hype. It's going to deliver on the hype. It's going to be the most talked about, you know, with all the stars that are going to be in it with Durant, Harden, Blake Griffin, LeBron, AD, like all the storylines that's going to be going on at the same time, you know, Blake Griffin going for his first title, uh, you know, KD uh, leading a team to the finals, like, the story between the storylines and just everything, it's going to be the most hyped up and lit, quite frankly, if you're about it. It's going to be the most hype final since Cavs Warriors back in 2016 uh, when LeBron and the Cavs pulled that 3 1 comeback out of their asses. I don't want to say come, pulled out of their asses because they worked it and they, they were strategic and they, they made it happen. You know, they took it one game at a time and it was a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, and the point is, you know, it just, cause obviously last year's finals in the bubble is not going to compare because it's, I mean, obviously it was nice to have what we got, but it wasn't like a, a big hype thing. Like the finals usually is the one before that Raptors warriors wasn't because KD was out, I, you know, got hurt towards Achilles. And after that, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. The Raptors were going to take it. So even though it was a pretty solid series, it wasn't. It was nothing like what we got in 2016 and 2015. Before that, you know, the last two years of Cavs Warriors, when it was the last year that Kyrie was there as he was heading out the door, and then even more so the year after that, when LeBron basically had no more help because Kyrie was already gone, and the only time that they had a shot in that series was Game One. LeBron put up 51, and then Jr. forgot what planet he was on. Those two series. They they did not do like the the first one against the Warriors in 2015, and then um, in 2016 when the Cavs won it and came back three one. Those two like it's going to be the most hyped thing we've gotten since then. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I mean the Nets are just getting ridiculous. Uh, you know it's gotten to the point now where I don't know whether to call it the NBA or the Brooklyn Nets because literally the Brooklyn Nets are scooping up everybody that they can get their hands on. So I can't wait. It's going to be fun to watch. If you're into the NBA, like I don't know how much in the NBA you guys are, but I like to cover everything here. So there's that. Um, Let's see here. All right, let's move on to some NFL stuff. Because I have some stuff I want to get off my chest. Let's see here. Let's see. Okay. Um, Where do I want to start? I think I want to start with uh, this. So obviously the big news of the weekend or since we've seen each other here on ACC tailgate is some finagling and some moving around happened uh, in the draft order. The Dolphins moved up and switched spots with the 49ers. The 49ers got that number three pick from the Dolphins. So then now the 49ers are going to be in the number three spot. Uh, Dolphins are moving to the sixth spot in the draft. So the Dolphins still are pretty solid. We'll actually talk about that here in just a minute. You know, we were talking about the Garoppolo and Tua situations and how it's like the 49ers are uh, – the, the Dolphins are quicker than uh, the 49ers because obviously Garoppolo has been with the 49ers for a couple of years now. But it's like the Niners are so quick to potentially want to move off of Garoppolo. Um my whole thing is this. So obviously the news and the speculation now that the 49ers made a move and now have the number three pick in the draft, everybody and their mother thinks, all right, Garoppolo's out the door. That means they're ready to go get a quarterback because let's be honest, you don't move up to the number three pick to get a lineman. You don't. You move up to the number three pick to get a quarterback, usually. But I got to be honest with you. That narrative is going to be played out. It already has been. And I think it's going to be a little over, I don't know what the right word to use is. It's, it's going to be overhyped. Over, that narrative is going to be a little bit overhyped. Because to me, I'm not saying that the Niners aren't going to take a quarterback because more than likely they are. But I think the angle that Garoppolo is out the door now, I don't see it. Because... To me, this Garoppolo situation, now that the Niners have the number three pick and then will likely take a quarterback, to me, it is the same situation, almost identical, to last year 
It's not quite the same in the draft order, but it is pretty similar in the situation, which is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last year when the Packers took Jordan Love with the number 10 overall pick, was it? Maybe whatever pick it was in the draft. They took Jordan Love, quarterback, pretty solid quarterback. And everybody and their mother freaked out thinking, all right, this is it for Rodgers. He's gone. Packers are done with him. Packers just made a statement. Jordan Love's the new guy. When in reality, Packers were just getting their backup plan. Because we saw Aaron Rodgers didn't go anywhere. <laughs> he, he sat right where he already was. I don't see anything different here with the Garoppolo and 49ers deal. I just don't. It's going to be hyped up just like pa just like the Packers, Rodgers, Jordan Love triangle uh, was hyped up. You know, Rodgers is out the door. Oh, this just proves Rodgers and the Packers have tension. Oh, this just proves Rodgers and the Packers relationship. Not good. Pat Rodgers headed out the door. Jordan Love didn't take – I don't think he took a snap this year. He's just a backup plan. He might have next after Rodgers is gone in a couple of years. Maybe. We'll see how that plays out. But – there wasn't nothing to worry about for Rodgers, if you really think. And I don't see anything different here with Garoppolo. Now, the situation is slightly different because Garoppolo is not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have that level of security on his side, but he's fairly he's been to he went to he was in the Super Bowl last year. And say what you want about how much he played in that, you gotta have a quarterback to get to the Super Bowl. The 49ers' defense was the main reason that they got to that point because it was just so elite. But you got to have a you ain't getting to the Super Bowl if you got a mediocre quarterback. Let's just say that somebody's got to be heaving it over there. Somebody's got to be dealing some touchdowns, or you ain't going nowhere. So he's got somewhat of a track record. I mean, this ain't just like you know. To me, what all that the 49ers are doing here, because there is a potential possibility that Garoppolo maybe they want to move off of him at some point. But to me, it's very smart. Just like I think what now granted the Packers already had weapons with Adams. Now I think the Packers should have maybe gone for a another receiver, maybe, but I don't see anything wrong with the Packers taking Jordan love. I really don't. I thought it was, I actually thought it was kind of a smart move. It's like, all right, well, Rodgers is our guy, but he ain't going to be our guy forever. Let's go ahead and get Jordan Love and get him in the mix. It's what, the, it's what now obviously, different situation again, but it's what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts, and we'll see how that plays out. But the point is, it wasn't that bad of a move by the Packers to go ahead and get a security plan and get a backup plan and think long-term. Most people don't think that long-term, but that was a nice long-term move, I thought. And, the, and that's what the 49ers are doing here because they are probably going to take a quarterback with that three pick. We'll see who they get. Obviously, you've got some uh, some possibilities here. Spartan Barton points out a few. 49ers, are they going to go with Trey Lance or Sewell? I hope they don't get Trey Lance because I want the Panthers to hopefully get Trey Lance or uh, Justin Fields, maybe one of the two, because I don't think I'm, – I'm on the side now. I don't think the Panthers get Deshaun Watson. I think the Watson thing has got a lot more issues to it now with all these other things happening with Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I already gave you my thoughts on that the other day. But the, po the point is here, the 49ers have options, as Spartan Barton points out. They got options. So what you but just because you're drafting a quarterback at number three, potentially a very good quarterback, that doesn't mean you're shipping off Garoppolo just yet. It means you got a competition on your hands. It means you've got a potential backup plan. If Garoppolo, it turns out they don't want to continue on with Garoppolo. And you're gonna know by Thanksgiving, assuming and his health is another issue that potentially could be against him. You're gonna know by Thanksgiving. What you got with Garoppolo. So if you take a quarterback with that three pick, and it's a good chance they probably will, it's not just, all right, we got this guy, see you, Garoppolo. No, it means they're keeping Garoppolo. They're going to take a quarterback number three, and they're going to figure out what they got on their hands with both. And that's what's going to happen here. So don't, this, the, the, again, this narrative of well, Garoppolo's out the door, 
It's going to get overplayed, just like the whole Rodgers is done with the Packers because they took Jordan Love. It's going to get overplayed, but I guarantee you this is actually going to be a smart move down the road for the 49ers. Um, now, let's get to the Dolphins and Tua. Because <sighs> I love this. I, I love this because let's see here. Oh, Spartan Barton says Panthers don't need fields. Okay. I mean, they need a quarterback. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is for the long haul, but I would be happy with fields. I would be happy with Trey Lance. Uh, I would be happy with either one of those guys. So that's, that's an interesting take. Uh, I'd like to get some more context on that if you don't mind. Um, but I do appreciate this statement here. He says, you're making too much sense instead of spreading fake buzz. I mean, listen, ain't nothing wrong about with having things to talk about. I get it. That's part of the business. But it's like some of these things that get overhyped, like, we, we, and again, we've talked about it on multiple occasions, you know, this, the overreactions, the overhyping of certain, like, if you really thought Jordan Love was going to be the reason that Rodgers is out the door, come on. If you really think even whoever the 49ers get at number three is going to be the reason automatically Garoppolo's out the door, like, come on. It means that they're thinking long-term here. They're thinking big picture and they're thinking, all right, we got Garoppolo. And we're going to have somebody else waiting in the wings, a security plan. And, and we're going to figure out what we got here in either Garoppolo or our draft pick, which is actually a smart move. It's not screw Garoppolo. This is a business. This is us thinking long term, big picture, you know, the way good companies do. And we're going to figure something out. Um, so, yeah, I try to make more sense than just spread false buzz. So that's kind of my thing. I like the thing. So Tua, I, we talked about this actually on Thursday. I'm of the mindset that, you know, granted, speaking of buzz, this might be more so buzz that has brought this narrative out than it is an actual reality. But to me, like Tua hasn't even had a chance to take a breath in the NFL. And you're already talking about maybe wanting to move off him. There's nothing wrong with taking a quarterback with that number six pick. It's the same as the 49ers, actually. Same situation, a little more extreme because Tua just got there. But if here's, the, here's, what, here's what I've learned, and I've heard a lot of uh, wise NFL uh, people that know what they're talking about say this, and that is if you've got a pick like that, three, six, in that range, and there's options, and you've got a deep quarterback class coming out, and there's a pretty solid quarterback class coming out. And you are even the slightest bit unsure about your guy at quarterback, you better take something. Because you don't know if you're going to have that opportunity again anytime soon. You better figure it out. So if you got a three pick or a six pick, and you are even the slightest bit unsure about Garoppolo or Tua, and there probably is some of that there. You better get somebody and figure it out. So just like I think uh, the Niners are going to draft somebody number three and then figure out by Thanksgiving what they got here and make a decision, the Dolphins are going to do the same, I think, with that number six pick. I think they're going to take a quarterback at six. It could be Fields. It could be uh, it could be uh, Trey Lance. It could be any of these guys. But they're going to probably take somebody six if they're unsure about two. And I got a funny feeling they are. And then they're going to know by Thanksgiving what they have in Tua. And they're going to make a decision. Same thing. So it is, it's not panic time. Uh, whether you're media, whether you're a fan, a Tua fan, a Garoppolo fan. It's not panic time just because uh, the Niners take a quarterback three. Because the Dolphins take a quarterback at six. It's not panic time for your guy. It's just, we're going to figure out what we got here, and if it doesn't work out, we got another option. That's smart planning, in my opinion. So, that's that. Um, uh, yes. Smart Martin says, uh, if the Dolphins are a bubble playoff team, 
again this year, then it's a, it's a successful season. And I agree because, again, Tua hasn't even had a chance to breathe in the NFL yet. Like, we're already ready to move off him. Like, at least give him a shot. And I think they will. Um, and the Dolphins are in a good division here. Obviously, the Jets are – the Jets. Patriots are going to be good again. The Bills are going to be really good again. So that's a tough division. And if the Dolphins can get themselves into a, in a position where they might make the playoffs or they scrape in, I think that's a success. I think you're on the right track there. Now, we'll, we'll see uh, how much of a role Tua plays in that if that were the case. But I'd have to think that if that happens, and we talked about this with Garoppolo and the Niners getting to the Super Bowl, obviously their defense was a big part of it. But it wasn't just because of the defense. Garoppolo had to throw it a couple times. Tua's going to have to do something about it if they get to that point. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if the Dolphins even get into the playoff conversation, they're right there. I think that's a success. Maybe some others won't view it that way, but I think when you've got a dude in his second year, technically really his first full year as a starter with OTAs, and we're actually going to get into that here in just a minute, I think that's a success given the past history for the Dolphins. So uh, speaking of OTAs, as we welcome in a couple of new views, we had a good audience today. I, I'm having you guys in here. I like it. Uh, let's see. Got about 12 minutes. So I warned you guys about Tom Brady. I warned you. I told you Tom Brady gets it. Tom Brady understands that when you put money back into the business, you build something long-term. And now the Buccaneers, after signing Leonard Fournette, again, re-signing Leonard Fournette the other day, they officially, I don't know if it was they are the first team or one of the only teams to ever do it, but they are one of the only teams to bring back their entire starting Super Bowl roster, or not roster, starting lineup for the Super Bowl team. They're the only Super Bowl champion or one of the only Super Bowl champions to return their entire starting lineup. Tampa Bay is. I told you. I told you. Brady gets it. He takes, he restructures his deal. He takes less money, just like he did in New England. That's why they were always able to get Gronk back and others. Even more so here in uh, Tampa Bay. You take some of that frothiness off the table, put it out to the team, spread it to other players, put it towards building the team, not buying a new fat whip. That's how it's done. That's how you build a legit business for the long term. That's how you build a team, a dynasty, a Warriors from a few years ago. That's how it went down. Steph took less money. KD took less money. TB12 mentality, Spartan Barton. That's right. Like, he gets it. He understands this. And he even said it the other day because you're seeing it here with the Nets. KD, despite what every media freaking person in the country wants him to do, win something by his damn self or with an okay other player, not other stars like it's done nowadays. You got to spend it if you want to win it nowadays. And KD even said, I think he tweeted it. I can't do this. I'm never going to win something meaningful like this by myself. I'm not going to do it. And when you know, who but Tom Brady in the comments, and it got pinned, who but Tom Brady in the comments said, it's about the team. It is about the team. Tom Brady gets it. Tom Brady gets it. And that's why he's going to continue to stick it to all of you again this year. And not to mention, not only is the Buccaneers bringing everybody back, they actually get OTAs this year. He didn't get, think about this. And by the way, it's to the benefit of a lot of people. It's to the benefit of the Buccaneers. It's to the benefit. It's the benefit of everybody, but specifically the Buccaneers. It's going to benefit really Cam Newton and the Patriots. It's going to benefit people like Tua, who's going to get an OTA with the Dolphins. The fact that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to go ahead and win it in year one last year with no OTAs. And they're returning the entire starting lineup. What do you think they're going to do with OTAs this year? Like, this could get dangerous. This could get really dangerous. Um, and not to mention, again, this is the best team he's ever been on, hands down. I mean, they are 
loaded. Loaded. This is the best team he's ever been on. He's going to finally get OTAs. It's going to be a tough year for the Panthers over there in that division. So, yeah. Um, Spartan Martin. It helps when uh, your wife, Giselle, makes more money than you. I mean, fair. I get it. But but still, like, I mean, you see it with the Buccaneers. You see it when he was with the Patriots. You see it uh, – you, you see it with the Warriors, with Steph and KD. You see it with successful entrepreneurs. Um, when you put that money that you're making, revenue, whatever, contracts, when you put that money back and invest it into the business, you grow it even more. And you get more of what you already had. And then you invest that and you get even more. And you really build something for the long term. That's how this is done. And Brady gets that. Uh, so. Buckle up, kids. It's going to be a fun NFL season. I'm excited for it. A lot of different things are going to go down. Um, let's see here. Spartan Barton says, Tampa Bay is going for the undefeated season with a Super Bowl. Keep that record in Florida, baby. I He may. I mean, he almost did it once before with, uh, with the Patriots, I believe. Uh, but then I think the Giants were the one to knock that off. But, yeah, I mean, that that's my whole thing is, like, Tampa Bay was able to do what they did last year, and they really started to get hot at the end of the season. And you're bringing all of that back, and you get OTAs, and you get another year to gel and vibe and work together. Like this could get uh, this could get ugly. I ain't kidding. This could. I mean, I want so bad. Obviously, I want the Panthers to go there, but just other than wanting to go to the Panthers, wanting the Panthers to go to the Super Bowl because I'm a fan. I would want nothing more. It's going to be tough because you got the Chiefs, you got the Bills over in the AFC, but I would want nothing more than a Brady, Tampa Bay, Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, New England Super Bowl. I've said that before on this show. I think I said it last week. I'm saying it here again to maybe try and speak this into existence. I want so bad because a couple of things. I want to see Cam Newton get another shot at a Super Bowl. Uh, I want to see Brady go against Belichick in the Super Bowl so we can settle that conversation once and for all. Uh, not just Belichick working with no weapons and Cam Newton working with no weapons. I want to see Cam get that shot again. And if it could happen this year in the first year with, I'm assuming, full capacity or mostly full capacity uh, at the Super Bowl, I mean, the, again, just like the Nets – uh, and the Lakers is going to be just a ridiculous hype uh, and blast uh, for the NBA Finals. This would be, oh, this would be so hyped. The stories that you could tell about it, the storylines that are going to come out of it, the hype, the I mean, just everything. If that could be what you get for our first Super Bowl, kind of back to normal, oh, it would be a beautiful thing. It would be such a treat. So that is that. Um, and lastly. What did I want to get to last? Oh, lastly, let me say this. <clears throat> it's not quite as uh, rah-rah as what I just talked about. It's actually kind of a drop down from that. But low-key, I obviously Tampa Bay won free agency, I think. Uh, New England won free agency, I think. But on a low-key, the Washington football team won free agency, too. Because I just really think that Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ron Rivera dynamic is going to do very well for Washington. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick finally having a legit starting job, not, you know, having to battle for his job or knowing that the team is getting ready to draft the future and he's only going to be there for a little while and he's going to have to show the other guy the ropes and then give it right over to him. He's got a legit starting job. Washington has their legit starting quarterback, I think. They got Curtis Samuel from the Panthers, unfortunately for me. Uh, McLaurin's back. The defense is disgusting. You got Chase Young another year. I, in my opinion, he's going to be Luke Keekley 2.0. Washington, and again, I say it, no pun intended, but kind of now pun intended, Washington is starting to look like a football team. Washington's starting to look like a legit football team. They're going to be, a, now granted, 
I'm going to be interested to see what the Giants do because they got they're going to have a pretty nasty offense as well. We'll see what their defense is able to do. And I think the big question there is, all right, what is Daniel Jones like? What is he actually going to be here? That's what we're going to figure out. I think with the Giants more than anything is what is Daniel Jones because you got the weapons on offense now. Uh, you got you got Galladay now from the Lions. You know you got obviously uh, Saquon Barkley's coming back. Uh, you got. Kyle Rudolph now on tight end, so now you've got kind of a dual uh, tight end threat over there. Giants are they got the offense, so what's Daniel Jones? That's going to be the question, also in that division. But man, Washington, I, they really did a great job. I think, I, I think they're going to be. Uh, I don't want to say a sleeper because they did get in the playoffs, and I think they kind of showed everybody they got a little something going on over there. But man. Washington's going to be a tough out this year for some people. I can tell you that right now. So, uh, I'll drop my pen. I appreciate you guys tuning in. We got a, we had a lot, we had a really good viewing audience today. I, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. The comments were great. Spartan Barton, as always, um, uh, always enjoy, uh, getting you in here. Bulldogs 1992 was back in the building. We enjoyed having you in here as well. Hope to get more of you guys in the comment section on the next episode. I, I love the comments. So, like, sometimes, like, literally, like, I don't even do a lot of prep for this show sometimes. Like, like I literally just come in here and just start talking to you guys and just talk about what's on my mind. And hopefully you guys tell me what's on your mind and we just engage. And it's just, it's fun. It's authentic. And it's just, it's fun. Like, I, and I hope it brings you guys a lot of value. Like, I enjoy, you know, uh, uh, engaging with you guys and getting your comments down here live on air. I hope that brings you guys uh, some value. I hope that's fun for you guys. So, uh, Thursday, 11 a.m., we're going to do it again. We're going to get into some more uh, some uh, NFL draft talk, I think, on uh, Thursday. Uh, I would like to go ahead and now that the time is here, obviously, I think just because it's, you know, it's that time, even though we don't have any, unfortunately, ACC teams in the uh, Final Four, uh, I want to get some Final Four talk going. And we're going to talk a little ACC, ACC football it's time, you know, breaks over. ACC football is time to get it back into the fold. So we've got a big day on Thursday. I'm excited about it. I hope you're all going to be in here. I hope we get more comments, even more. Um, and I'm looking forward to that with you guys again, 11 a.m. right here on Chris Landry Football on ACC Tailgate. Uh, but until then, my name is Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wolverine Gold. You can hit me up on any social media. I'm there. Would love to engage, love to chat with you and get to know you even more. Uh, so until Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, appreciate you guys. Appreciate our podcast listeners. Uh, appreciate our sponsor, American Betting Experts. And we'll do it again 11 a.m. Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.